Welcome to Hour of Devastation, the weekly Magic the Gathering podcast where we talk all things Magic the Gathering. I'm your host, Joe Loudon, and with me as always is Sam Neil. Hiya. How are you doing this week, Sam? I'm doing pretty good. Good, good. Uh, my partner has recently informed me that she's not feeling very well, so I'm a little bit spooked by that, but other than that, <laughs> doing good. Uh, yeah, I've uh, played some Magic this week, which is oh, nice. exciting. What uh, have you been up to? <laughs> went 2-3 in a legacy winner box. Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so we've decided to start just running weekend events uh, pretty often, like once yeah. a month, once every three weeks. Uh, Pioneer, Modern, and Legacy. Um, because we can't get a qualifier. <laughs> so there, yeah. is, there is one, not to rehash what we said last week, but there is one qualifier in the Midlands uh, this season, this round, this whatever. Um so we weren't able to have one, so uh, screw it. We're just going to run events. £15 entry, first place gets a box, other prizes for the top eight, uh, and just keep running those because we want to put on a magic events whether you can qualify for the Pro Tour through it or not. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, it, it seems sensible. I guess just a a, a bit of an update as, as, of, uh, as of last week's episode. Currently, the UK is at 20 events, uh, which, Sick. you know... It's good. It's it's definitely good, but it's it's not what we were expecting. Um, and it just seems to be there's even more disconnect. Because out of those twenty events, we now know that uh, two of those events are on the same day, with one of them yep. being in Glasgow, the other one being in Edinburgh. Yeah. Who knows like... if that's the fault of the TO or if that's the fault of <laughs> TOs having things booked with, with Legacy? Who knows? Just, yeah, it's, just, it's not even it like, just never ends. Like, <laughs> it's not even like, oh, there's one in Glasgow and there's one in Eastbourne, you know? <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> people could conceivably go to the Edinburgh and Glasgow ones very easily from wherever they live, if they're near those, those locations. Um, yeah. So that's pretty poor planning by someone. Um, but yeah, we're running events. I don't know who, who the blame lies with, but... <laughs> someone. The saga continues. <laughs> they have names and addresses. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah we, we ran Legacy Winner Box, had 18 people. Cool. Which, considering the rail strikes, was pretty good. Um, yeah, definitely. I mean, considering the format, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. anything double digits is, is really good for Legacy, really. Yeah, for sure. I mean, we had a few, few other people that I think were planning to come, but then obviously couldn't because of rail strikes, uh, which is unfortunate, but, you know, rail strikes good, so can't complain too much. Um, yeah, I, I went 2-3, playing nice. Tima Cryptolands. Okay. Which is playing... Currency converter from ah interesting. Commander, I don't think I've seen. Commander I don't Street think I've seen the, this list. Yeah. Yeah. So people um, people were trying it because you can find it off Urza Saga. Yeah. Last yeah. one. But it's whenever you discard a card, you can exile it with crypt, uh, with currency converter, and then you can tap it and put a card exiled with it into a graveyard to make a treasure, or you can pay two and tap it and put a card exiled with it into a graveyard to make a two-two row. Uh, so it just I mean it has card draw on it uh, it puts the cards back in your graveyard so you can loam them or you can put a loam from exile into your graveyard so you can dredge it again and makes a bunch of treasures makes two twos if you care about that but mainly you make treasures to mainly just make your Urza Saga tokens bigger yeah but yeah and then you that, the, the card's kind of like okay it's not a good card it's just a fine thing to find off Urza Saga that accrues a little bit of value but people have been trying it with uh, Dak Faden. Okay, interesting. Because he allows you to just loop twice, and so you can put yeah, cards yeah. under multiple 
uh, currency converters and pump out treasure or, or rogues. Which which is pretty sweet. It's a pretty powerful card. And also Dak Faden's pretty well positioned if 8-cast is a big thing, because you can just start stealing their stuff. Yeah, they're artifacts. Yeah, that seems cool. Yeah, uh, it was a lot of fun. It seems like, seems like it's one of those cards to kind of like retrofit Foundry, where outside of its home, it's just not that good, but in the right circumstances, it, it's a real house. Yeah, for sure. I mean, just being able to find it for free off as a saga is... Um, yeah, big game. It's, it's powerful enough. Um, but yeah, I, had, I mean, had some bad matchups. I think I played fine. Uh, just had fun. Like, playing five rounds of Legacy was uh, extremely fun. And yeah, we're just going to keep running events until eventually we can run a qualifier, I guess. Awesome. No, sounds fantastic. But yeah, more paper magic is uh, is what we want currently. Always a good thing, definitely, definitely. Mm-hmm. How's uh, how's your week been? Uh yeah, it's been it's been fine. Uh, in terms of, of magic playing, I've been jamming vintage cube. It's it's just sweet. I really enjoyed this iteration of the cube. Uh, <laughs> still yet to get any trophies. because uh, I keep getting wrecked in like round three by decks which just like go mox mox mana crypt win the game yeah that sounds right <laughs> on turn two it's uh yeah first it's a little bit frustrating i feel like like yeah sure variance is a thing but a lot of my matchups just seem to be like i i get i get crushed by people who've drafted power when i haven't uh but such as vintage cube it's what you sign up for you sign up for fun time with powerful magic where you get to do or watch shenanigans so yeah it's been super fun uh really really fun but besides that i haven't really done a lot i think the uh store championships are coming up soon i am going to be playing in a local store championship that's going to be modern so i am looking forward to that uh still unsured what i'm gonna play exactly it will probably probably just settle with tron turn up with tron and, and Please don't enjoy myself. Please don't sleep with Tron. Tron's great. You can't say I'm gonna play Tron and I'm gonna enjoy myself in the same sentence. That doesn't work. <laughs> this is gonna be my first competitive magic event since like twenty twenty. And you're gonna I'm play gonna Tron. Fun. You're gonna go ha ha yeah. seven mana, hope it's good enough. Hell yeah. For the I first mean, time the... you play a paper magic tournament in two and a half oh, years. The... Yeah, I mean the the like endorphin highs that I got from playing the blue white like the blue white control mirror the other week was was something else. Like <laughs> I can't I can't wait to see what Tron's going to be like casting a con on turn three in paper. Boring, <laughs> extremely brilliant. boring, extremely brilliant. <laughs> uh, okay, I mean you do you. Uh, yeah, alternatively, I I think I mean I think the other option in terms of cards that I mean decks that I own where I wouldn't really have to spend anything to, to play like a good 75 and still have a good time in the meta would be burn and I don't really want to be playing burn I don't think I think I'd have more fun casting cons and Ugans. I mean I think burn's better position to the meta currently than Tron I agree I agree I mean can't you just buy a good deck after selling not when I'm trying to buy a house of money, but you have so many cards that are worth so much money you could easily buy a good modern deck and still have enough to buy a house yeah, but then I'd have to get rid of the cards that I enjoy owning. That you don't do anything anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Let's not go down this rabbit hole. Sure, sure. But we are definitely going to be going down a, a big rabbit hole this week. I think we haven't really talked about it over the past couple of weeks. Um, various, various circumstances, but Double Masters twenty twenty two is just around the corner. Uh, sure it's the first time we've had a master set for a for a couple of years, and yeah, I I've got lots of feelings about this one. I I think 
I think overall it's good, but there's a lot to talk about, right? Yeah, so they've really done a pivot from... So the last Masters set we had was Double Masters. This yep. is obviously Double Masters 2. And they've taken a real pivot in what they seem to want Masters sets to be. Uh, yeah, definitely. This reads, just looking through the spoiler, as very different from Double Masters 1. Just in yeah, terms I- of the, the cards that are in it. I think if you go back and have a look at like a previous master sets, obviously Modern Masters was where it started, and it was very clear what their goals were with those sets. It was like, right, we can, we can, we can print some, you know, desperately in need of reprinted cards. We can make some money charging premium prices for packs, and create cool, interesting draft formats. People are going to love it. For the most part, people loved it. Uh, Eternal Masters was like right let's try to do the same thing but with Eternal formats aka Legacy and then they kind of realised they can only take that so far Uh, the other themes that they tried weren't as successful like there were one or two interesting ideas but didn't quite hit the same and then Double Masters I think for what it was 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 fantastic really yeah it really was it um, suppressed the price of a lot of Eternal staples, modern staples, um, which which is generally the intent of a master set, right? Yeah. Just put more copies of these playable cards into the hands of players, and I would have thought with the slew of commander products that we get every three weeks, that maybe the master set would stay as a place where we put modern legacy and vintage cards, maybe pioneer cards. Now, uh, yeah. it turns out I was wrong. This is just the third commander set we've had this year. <laughs> um, <laughs> Yeah, it's it's a thing where like it's become a bit of a cliche whenever a master set is announced or whenever a Modern Horizon set or something is announced that a certain section of the player base will just cry, oh, it's Commander Masters, oh, it's Commander Horizons. And I think demonstrably in the past that has clearly been untrue. But I think at this point you kind of can't deny that, yeah, there is a heavy, heavy Commander influence when it comes to the cards that have been put in this product. Yeah, I mean, I you can literally count the eternal playable cards, and I'm saying that with heavy inverted commas on two hands with the set. Yeah. And most of those cards still have crossover with Commander, and Commander players will want them. Um, like, Monastery Mentor isn't really a played card, any- card anywhere currently. It's seeing a little bit of play in Legacy at the moment. Um, Liliana, The Last Hope, Bitter Blossom, I guess. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Force of Negation, Season Pyromancer, Alasora Shepherd. Alasora Shepherd is still a Commander card, but. Uh, it's needed reprint for Legacy uh, Surgical yeah. Extraction, which is the weirdest include possible when you compare it to the rest of these cards uh, that are objectively Commander cards um, Greens and Zenith, I guess Hardened Scales, I Gift, guess though, again, Gifts Ungiven Both in Commander cards Yeah, the, the, <laughs> this whole set is so chock full of Commander cards and then they print Gifts Ungiven which yeah. at the time, like a load of Commander players were complaining about Gifts Ungiven being reprinted and it was, it's banned in, in Commander why would you reprint it? And I was like, well, it, you know, it's been seen play in what was once a tier one modern deck, right? Like mm. Gift Storm was one of the best decks in the format a few years ago. Yeah. So sure, they'll reprint it, and that's fine. Um, but then, yeah, look. Then since seeing the rest of the spoiler, where ninety five percent of these cards are objectively commander cards, why are we putting Gissing in here? Uh, it seems like a waste of a slot. But then you know we've also got Ren and Six, um, and then I'm really struggling to find any cards that aren't just obviously commander cards in, in the set there are so many legendary creatures there are yeah and I, I guess it 
saying so in guess of in like in terms of like meaningful reprints because obviously you've got your you know, you've got your lightning bolts and your path to exiles in there but oh, like, yeah, sure. every every master set has those at this point yeah i mean i'm talking almost exclusively about resume fics yeah, um, yeah but like there, there are reprints here of actual commander cards like cards that were first printed yeah. in a commander precon um that are being reprinted here which isn't a thing master sets have done before i don't believe uh, yeah, no, no, I don't think they have. Because Commander Legends reprinted some of them, like their partners and whatever. Yeah. But this is the first time we're seeing a master set that has, like, Elsha the Infinite. <laughs> or uh, Animar, or whatever. I guess Animar was in Master 25, right? Um, oh, was, uh, uh, d- Double Masters had Double Masters had Atraxa. Oh yeah, Atraxa. And the first Double Masters. Kalia, um, right? Cal- and yeah. Brea. Sure, but like, this, there are so many in here. Like, so you've got Aminatu, which is a weird include, but I guess it makes sense when you've got all the yeah. other creatures. Carador, uh, Kalia again, Aurelia, Elenda, Cedrus, Azuri, all the Dragon Lords. Well, not all the Dragon Lords, but some Dragon Lords. Uh, Muldrotha, Intet, Mizix of the Ismagnus, Joda. Like, it's just so many. It's so obviously uh, a commander set, which is, which is fine. It's just weird to see this departure when we've just had uh, Commander Legends Battles Gate. You know, yeah, but yeah. We've just had the commander set, but this is the set because we talked about how weird that set was compared to Commander Legends one, and felt more like Adventures in the Forgotten Realms than it did Commander Legends. Yeah, but, definitely. If that's it, felt like Adventures of Forgotten Realms two, not Commander Legends two. Yeah, and whereas this has all the commander cards that people wanted, including literally Mana Drain. <laughs> yeah, um, Mana Vault is in this set. You know, it's uh, we've also got some extremely what previously expensive cards that are now in this that are in the set being reprinted for the first time properly in a set which are, yeah. again obviously commander cards it's just it's a weird a, a weird departure from the master's formula that i don't think is a bad thing it's just that everything is commander now so i can't say i'm surprised but at least you know with the first of all masters you had so many reprints of cards that modern and legacy players would want yeah you had Stoneforge Mystic plus all the swords, you know, Thoughtseize, all these things that that were obviously for Eternal players, and then Commander players got a couple of things, but this is all Commander players, and then uh, we get Force of Negation, which again, great, Red and Six, great, but it's just kind of flipped it, which is yeah. strange to me. Yeah, de- definitely. I mean... <sighs> You know the way that magic has been going over the past couple of years. It was kind of, I guess, inevitable. And like, I don't kind of mean it to be, I guess, disparaging towards us there when when I say, oh, oh, it is Commander Masters because I don't have an issue with that. Like these these cards need to be reprinted somewhere. I would prefer yeah. if they were reprinted in places like Commander Legends or, or you know Jumpstart or or like wherever like standard like we saw, we saw grim tutor in standard for the longest time that didn't do anything like yeah. <laughs> that was great i want to see i want to see more of that kind of stuff um but if double masters is going to be the spot to print these cards then then yeah so be it these cards need to reprint that's fine it looks like it is going to be a, quite an interesting draft format still as well i guess the the first big thing to call out is, is cryptic spires so that's a, a brand new card this is the first time They've done a master set, uh, which contains a card which is not actually a reprint. So Cryptic Spire is the very first co- time this card has been printed. It's a land, 
Uh, it says, as you create your deck, circle two of the colours below. And it's got all the, the five mana symbols. So it's Cryptic Spires enters the battlefield tapped. And then you tap to add one mana of either of the circle colours. I hate so that so much. Yeah, I... I hate I, it. So, just, I, I don't, I don't know. I want to like it. I really want to like it. I suspect that this, if not strictly this, but but this design, uh, might have actually been a reprint, and it is something that we will see in Infinity, and we would already have seen this exact design um, if Infinity hadn't been delayed till October. That's one yeah. one theory that I have there. I, it seems like a very un thing, like the fact that you have a card and you have to physically circle part of the card. Like that's something that you would see in a conspiracy set or an unset. Um, yeah, I mean, so it's... it feels very strange to see it here for like we're seeing that for the first time. So I wouldn't be surprised if we see, you know, if not this exact card, a very similar card or mechanic in, in Infinity. But I think yeah. it's. It's fine because this is a it's a bad card for constructed, uh, and if it helps smooth out a, a three color draft format, then then that that's fine by me, absolutely fine by me. No, it's it's awful and horrible, and here's why. Uh, sure. So, <laughs> so, I like creating cards for a draft experience. Yeah, but I don't like creating cards for a draft experience that are just completely brain dead. When you're drafting like a multicolored set, which this. I guess technically counts as right. We've got a lot of uh, multicolored commons and uncommons. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So this this is the this is the first time they've done it. So it's a it's a shard wedge. Um. Uh, so it's a three color format, but it's the first time they've they've done all ten tri- trios triads in uh, in one draft environment before. Yeah, which is which is cool. We have you know. Sedraxis Spectre and Absent Charm in the same format. Yeah. Um, but multicolored sets before, the way that you make them work is by putting tap lands in there that tap for one of each color. Right? You have the, 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 the lifelands, you have guild gates, you have any number of cool designs they've done for that recently with the Streets of Nicopena ones that you can sacrifice draw a card, the ones from the campuses from Strixhaven at Scry, um, what have you. But those are all dis- always decision points to make, right? I'm in blue-green. Do I want to take this blue-green tap land that makes my mana base better, which means my deck will generally be better, or do I want to take this good green card? And yeah. you have to make that decision. Surely you're just snapping off this land every time you see it, unless you have a bomb rare, right? This isn't... Yeah, possibly. This is no longer a decision point, and you're never going to wheel the fixing. Because, sure, there are the bounce lands in here are uncommon, so they're not going to show up that often. But unless Cryptic Spies is in every pack, it's never going to wheel, right? It can't. I feel like, I feel like there is. I don't remember exactly. I feel like that there is one in every pack. I don't well, remember if, if that was confirmed. The po- but I mean, <sighs> so so when it, when it was designed, they needed a way to they needed a way to do fixing because this, like I said, this is the first time they've put all ten of of the trios in. In one set, like in in you know New Capenna, it's it's five of them. In Strixhaven, whatever, it's five of them. It's Kanzataka, uh, five of them. I think it would have been cooler if we had those those lands that tap for three mana that enters Botfield tapped from like Cons, yeah, uh, like Frontier Biovac and all that stuff. Like if, if they'd been been in here over over Cryptic Spires, maybe. 
but then I guess you have to cut other things to make room room for them. So I don't know. I can understand why it's here. Um, I think you know, for the terms of making it a better, smoother, limited environment, I, I, I'm all for it. I don't know. It just doesn't. It doesn't scream good limited to me to just have this casual card that can be whatever colors you need it to be. It just. It just seems like a. I'm gonna pick this every time I can. But you know, unless there's yeah, like a, I mean, a consecrated thing or whatever, I'm probably taking the cryptic spires. Yeah. And I just yeah. And, and whereas whereas normally it's like, oh, okay, do I need to take this or the? I don't know. It can be in every pack, and it's less of a decision. And also, it's kind of an ugly design. I'm going to sharpie on this magic card to play it in my limited deck. I don't know. Yeah, that's fine. I just I think I, it's fine. I'm just I'm just not a fan of. I mean, didn't sure. we have loads of colors in Monomasters three? Aren't all the guild gates in Modern Masters 3? Uh, in 2017, like, yes, yeah. I think they are, yeah. yeah. So we, we could have just done that, no? <laughs> but that was that was the two-coloured pairs. This yeah, is yeah. all ten shards and wedges, or the, the archetypes for this, this draft format. Sure. I don't know, I, I, don't, I don't like it as a design for a card. I think sure. it's... Um, I don't want to say lazy, but it doesn't feel good to just have this land that doesn't really teach any kind of drafting acumen whatsoever. But I guess if you're paying like I mean, th- yeah, th- that's that's fine. This, this, see, this is the this is the only time this it's been this specific draft format and I can't imagine it'll show up outside of this this specific thing except with the exception of, of perhaps this will be in be in the unset. And outside of a limited environment you're not going to play this card cuz it's bad. Yeah, sure. It just kind of sours the limited I experience think it's for me. fine. Could they not have put the bounce yeah, on? You, you want you want to play the cards, right? Yeah, yeah, but I want to work to play the cards. I don't want to just have a free ride based on this land that taps for any color. Yeah, and then there's Battlefield tap though. It's not a it's not a free ride. Well, in a limited format, it's a free ride, right? Maybe. Like Simic Guildgate is a common stronger we'll land if I'm playing limited. Like, if I'm playing like a standard draft set. Uh, Simic we'll Guildgate's insane. Yeah, but yeah, but this but this isn't a standard draft set though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is a this is a high powered. No Ten shards. It slash... <laughs> yeah, everyone's, that's the heck everyone's... That, that's the other thing. It's like forty quid for a draft. So like, yeah, <laughs> everyone's gonna just people are gonna draft this once and be like, "Cool, that was fun," but my wallet can't take this. Whereas, like, at least with like the other ones, there were like GPs every weekend. So you could rock up to a GP. You could, you know, pay thirty quid for a draft or whatever it was, and then crack a little yarn at the veil in your in your, in your draft. Play the games and then go sell your Liliana of the Veil and do another one and just chain drafts that way. But that that is just not a thing that exists uh, in the world with this set, unfortunately. Yeah, I don't know. No one's going to draft it. It's it's just yeah. not going to happen. People are going to try and open Darkside Extortionist, and that's it. Yeah, yeah, probably. probably. That's, what that's what we're looking at here. Probably cool. So how do we feel? I guess I guess prices is, is probably the the next big talking point. Really, how do we feel about the price? Uh, it's a master set. Fine. <laughs> it's yeah. That's it. it. It's one of those things where like I feel I feel always feel a bit conflicted about it. Like it's bloody expensive, but whenever they do an expensive premium, well, for the most part, whenever they do an expensive premium product, they always absolutely stack it. Like they make it worth the money. Like I, I always hate that the the buy-in price is so high, but they make it so you do get your money's worth. So it, it's kind of yeah. it's kind of hard to fault, really. Yeah, I mean, and like it's you know, 
you don't have to buy collector boosters. Yeah. You don't have to buy boosters. You know, people are going to buy boosters. People are going to crack boxes. That's good. It's good for you. It's good for your wallet if other people do that because it brings down the price of singles and you can buy those singles cheaper. Yeah. The... It... I don't know. I kind of hate when people complain about the EV or the, the price of master sets. Yeah, they're, they're master sets. Don't don't open them then. Yeah. <laughs> or, if, or if you're going to open them anyway, why are you complaining? You're willingly, like you're willfully gambling your money. Yeah. Feel free. You're more than welcome to do that. But shut up. It doesn't. <laughs> yeah, and there's. I mean, there's, there's a high chance that so even even if the cards that you open, the values drop significantly. Yep. hold on to them because they, they already have a have a track record for the most part they have a track record that they're just going to go back up so yeah most of these cards like you know you, you open force negation dark side extortionist concord and crossroads like they're going to go back up you're going to make money on them um if you hold them but yeah like oh i spent 30 pounds and i opened a greater gargadon okay well then you were comfortable enough to spend 30 pounds on a children's card game that's basically gambling so fuck off i don't <laughs> care like, if you needed the £30 that bad, if you needed a return on your investment, buy £30 of the cards or do literally anything else with your money. It's fucking absurd to me that people will complain about a thing that they then willingly buy. And then if they don't want to buy it because they don't think that the EV is good enough, then great, you saved some money and you can actually just buy copies of whatever card you need. Yeah. The fact that there are shit bulk rares and master sets makes absolutely no difference to anyone ever. Yeah. Stop yeah. pissing your money away. <laughs> it's my exact advice. Like opening boosters is fun. I have uh, bought boxes in the past just because it's fun. Um, when I win boxes, I'll just crack them because I enjoy it. And you know, I've spent X number of money on the event, and if I win a box, then I've made money in quotation marks. Uh, and I enjoy cracking boxes, but I'm also aware that I'm shitting money. <laughs> you know, like yeah. Oh if, yeah. If you don't want to waste ten pounds, do not buy lottery tickets. Right? It's a simple analogy and I'm very sick of people what if I open a, a gifts I'm given from my... I, I don't care. <laughs> buy the pack then. You can't open bulk rares if you don't buy the packs. Yeah. But the yeah. value is good. The, the value, like, I guess if you open a box on average it's probably going to be the same amount of money that you spent on it, roughly. Yeah, probably. I, I think I think typically they are quite good at doing that with Mazda sets these, these days, definitely. Um, and then obviously with this one we have collector boosters too. Um, so collector boosters are st still pretty expensive for this but they're you know they're cheaper than the vip boosters were last time and i think in general they're going to be more stacked than they were um yeah yeah like it you shouldn't be thinking about ev when you're opening up something like a master set if you are going to open packs open packs you know knowing what your money's worth and knowing you know knowing if you can afford it really if you are going to open packs you should just be drafting it really um but yeah if you are going to just know what you're getting you're getting yourself into you're yeah. going to open you're going to open crap cards you're going to open you know figure a destiny or i just don't know whatever crap rares from the set it, yeah and that's what you sign up for i don't yeah yeah, I'm I'm eternally sick of people complaining about the fact they opened a bad rare in the boost pack. If they went bad rares and boost packs, you wouldn't know what the good ones were. Yeah, yeah, that is true. That is true. <laughs> However, I do think there are plenty, plenty of good rares and mythics in in this set as well. Um, For sure. Yeah, I I, I think it's it's really cool to see. I mean, I think 
like for the most part, like the mythics are, are, are fantastic. There's a lot of really good desirable reprints for a bunch of different formats, and then yeah, even like the the ones for limited are, are fantastic as well, or will be fantastic in that limited environment. Like divine visitation may not be the most expensive thing in the world, but you open that in in your 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 draft or your sealed pool if somehow you're you're playing sealed. I I think that's that's absolutely fantastic, isn't it? Bitter Blossom is always yep. going to be great. And then you look at like the big heavy hitters. We got Mana Drain. Always good to see a reprint of that. Uh, <laughs> Imperial Seal. You are uh, you ready to watch hundreds of commander players figure out that this card is actually awful. <laughs> Very excited. I've, I've already been <laughs> excited by a bunch of people who decide to put their money into Portal 3 Kingdoms cards go, oh, I lost money. As if uh, <laughs> Imperial Recruiter didn't happen. I think with Imperial Recruiter... I, I saw somebody... I Sorry, go ahead. I think with Imperial Recruiter it was reasonable to complain that you lost money on that because P3K cards felt like a safe bet and felt almost reserve list and then you got stunned by the first Imperial Recruiter reprint. If you're yeah. still holding on to Imperial Seal at this point because you think it's equivalent to a Reservist Gun is going to hold money, you're a fucking moron and deserve to lose your money. So <laughs> that's my official line on MTG Finance and Imperial Seal. Yeah, I mean, I I saw somebody on Reddit say that it was uh, that it was going to hold a high value because it's a unique card. Someone on Reddit had a dog shit terrible opinion. Yeah. Fuck me. It's a it's unique, a unique card. card, and somebody just somebody replied with. With uh, you know how you can like tag cards if you put like if you put them in brackets. Mm-hmm. Somebody just replied with vampiric cheater tagged. <laughs> I just, I just um, like, it was just no words. It was just tagged. <laughs> just vampiric cheater. Like, yeah. yeah, Imperial Seal sucks. Anyways, it's worth money because it was in Portal Three Kingdoms and a Judge promo before there were any judges. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, there's a relatively recent Imperial Seal, right? But it's a. Uh, yeah, this is going to be an affordable Imperial Seal, and Imperial Seal is worse than Vampiric Tutor and Demonic Tutor, which are both more affordable. Yeah, definitely. So, definitely. Please, so please I, I can I can imagine Imperial Seal will. I mean, Portal Three Kingdoms are are in very. It's a very interesting set. I, I think for the most part, a lot of those cards will will hold a good amount of value, just because. It's similar to, to that thing that we see with like, you know, alpha beta versions of cards. Like, mm-hmm. you know, alpha beta Shivan dragons are worth a bomb, whereas your M nineteen core set intro pack ones are worth absolutely nothing. I think there's a bit of that going on with, with Portal Three Kingdoms cards still because there's a very, very, very limited supply of those cards, and the people that do own those cards just aren't going to give them up. So the price is always going to have a much higher ceiling than the reprint versions um but yeah i, th- I think that this version of imperial seal is going to be incredibly cheap uh i think obviously we'll see the exact same happening with, with, with warriors oath as well i think warriors oath is an awful card <laughs> yep. uh and yeah we'll see people discovering this card for the first time and also people discovering this card is bad for the first time as well i think yeah these cards have existed for uh nearly 30 years and they've been bad the yeah. whole time <laughs> they they're have only expensive because people are hoarding them <laughs> yep same with three visits three visits perfectly good ramp spell the reason it was 300 pounds <laughs> is because no one had them yep uh, yeah I mean I, I guess I want to alter my party line sure Imperial Seal from Portal Three Kingdoms is going to hold its some of its value but also no one's going to buy it from you <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, outside of other collectors who I'm sure you've already scammed. So, um, 
I mean, people that own Portal Kingdoms cards are basically crypto bros, right? That's how it works. Yeah, it, it's people who use the game as an investment portfolio. Which is extremely cool of them. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, Smothering Tithe. Um, fuck judges, I guess. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, one of the best Concord things. and Crossroads as well is, yeah. is another one. To, uh... Concord and Crossroads that hasn't been re- wasn't reprinted in 27 years. Like, yep. Last reprint was literally Chronicles. And it's been reprinted twice in a year. <laughs> yeah, twice, in, twice in a month. Twice in a month. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> absolutely incredible. I mean, necessary. I and like one, like this, yeah, like one of them you don't one. even have to have to have to gamble on thirty pound packs to to get it as well. You can just just pay thirty quid to Wizards and have it directly. Like you can just buy one. Last thing, that Secret Lair was a reasonable purchase uh, up until yeah, now. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it is no longer a reasonable purchase. Uh, yeah, uh, I hate to see uh, Emil the Blessed at Mythic. That fucking sucks. A very mediocre commander that was only worth any kind of money because it's in Jumpstart. And yeah. it isn't worth any money now, but it's now a mythic in this set for some fucking reason. Uh, Allosaurus Shepherd, nice. Season Pyromancer, nice. Uh, Oracle of Moldaya, great. Big fan. Uh, yeah, Self Destruction, already mentioned. Greenson Zenith, beautiful. Um, Bedlam Reveler, nice reprint. Uh, Teferi's Protection, again, good. Crush the price of that shit. Uh, again, you know, pissing off judges because there's more foils of this exist now, so they can't sell their copies that they got. Paid yeah, I think Teferi's protection is quite a quite an interesting one. I think I think I think that's that's kind of one of those cards where, I mean, they have they have printed that card so many times now that it it always finds a way to hang in there, and that's good. I'd love to see that really. Yeah, uh, Bloom Tender, first proper reprint in a while. Uh, anger of the gods about no Bradley art love that big fan um, love to print Summer Bloom <laughs> whoever yeah. put that fucking card in the set was <laughs> laughing the whole time big big fan like no one has ever played Summer Bloom since it got banned in Mutton yeah no <laughs> regardless of what formats you play no one has cast a Summer Bloom since what 2016 or whenever the hell that card got banned it's not a commander yeah, card I mean, so I mean I'm sure it was later than that but yeah sure yeah, um, so that's fun. Uh, Renin 6 getting your reprint, excellent stuff. That'll go back up to the price it currently was. Master of Cruelties, <laughs> Dragon's Maze is now breath of any value whatsoever because <laughs> yeah. the price of that card yeah. already got a little bit crushed by the list printing or mischievous printing, whichever the fuck. Um, so I wonder dra- if, the, uh, if, if, the, if the token's the most expensive thing in the set again now. <clears throat> well, the Voice of Resurgence one. Yeah, the one that no, got reprinted because that because <laughs> that was already in modern masters. It was it that yeah that, it was in it was in the last uh, the last double masters because that that was the most expensive card for a while and then uh, <laughs> yeah <laughs> and then the token got reprinted. Absolutely love that. It's I know it's always oh, it yeah. It looks like it's it's uh, it's Maze's End currently is the most expensive. Oh, yeah, card. makes sense because of the gates from because uh, they've just modern printed Legends. like fifteen billion different gates. And, yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, the token has been reprinted more times than Voice of Resurgence, which is fun. Because it, it was in Unstable. As yes. The, as the yeah, foily, yeah. token. Very funny. Uh, I like reprinting Dragonlord Dramoka, because that card was heinously expensive. Yeah. Yeah, I was I was really hoping that we would get all of the Dragonlords in this set. Uh, we, you know, we got a couple, but it was... The, uh, the, the moment that I saw the Dragonlord Dramoka printed with the new Richard Kane Ferguson art... Yep. I was just like, shit. Are we gonna get? Are we gonna get a full cycle of Dragon Lords done by Richard Kane Ferguson? Uh, unfortunately, we didn't. Um, but that's that's something that I, I I feel like I need in my life. So if, if oh, they yeah. do, 
they decide to do a Richard Kane Ferguson secret lair. Give me, give me the rest of the Dragon Lords, please. Yeah, I mean, we'll get onto the uh, the borderless arts. Yeah, we'll get onto the articles. Some of them, oh. some of them make me physically ill, and some of them are my favorite magic cards ever printed. Yeah, uh, some of them are fucking incredible. Uh, but yeah, I mean, we've like you know, there's still bangers in here. We have got the three original Eldrazi Titans, which were obviously yeah. kind of expensive. Mana Vault, as previously mentioned, Crucible of Worlds, uh, Bloodforge Battleaxe, which was a very expensive commander card. Aether Vial, because you've got to give the Eternal player something. Hell yeah. <laughs> this one yeah, means, Vial, like, you've got, like, all of these objective commander cards and then Aether Vial. What's that yeah. about? <laughs> very strange. Uh, Vidalcon Army? I think, for, for what it's worth, I think, I think all of the lands in the set are fantastic. Um, you know, at, at Uncommon, we've got all of the, the Bounce lands, uh, and then at Rare, we've got Pillar of the Power Runes, which is obviously... Quite a bit expensive because of Nivmas it. Uh, we have Forbidden Orchard, which is always fine inclusion. We've got City of Brass reprint, like an actual proper one, which is really nice. And then Cavernous Souls, because you can you can never print that card enough somehow. Uh, I mean, it's because they don't print it often enough. Yeah. If they printed yeah, it more frequently, so. it would uh, it would be less expensive. But yeah, Cavernous Souls, um, which I guess is is technically uh, a competitive card more than it is a commander yeah. card. Um, Definitely. But yeah, big fan of that. Vidalcolari, Thrumming Stone, great stuff. Finally being reprinted. Phyrexian um, yeah. Altar, Senses Dividing Top, huge. Phyrexian uh, Altar was getting ridiculously expensive again, so I'm a big fan of that. Uh, yeah, the set's stacked, so if you open, I, I don't know, uh, what's this shit card people are going to moan at me about? Um, oh, I opened a Bring to Light. Great. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> there are so many other cards, and again, stop wasting your money. Please. Yeah. Please don't be the person that comes in and spends their last pounds on this on this earth, on the Double Masters pack, because I will feel compelled to be nice to you about it. And I'm not, I don't want to be nice about it because you're an idiot. <laughs> you know? Just don't. Don't waste your, waste your money. On, on shit. I'm sounding like a fucking Ben Shapiro ass motherfucker right now, and I apologize profusely. But also, <laughs> it's fine. I'm. I. Uh, I don't know. I don't know where this energy's coming from because I'm loving this set. I'm super oh, no, no. excited I about this I, set. Yeah. I, I, like I, this. I, this. Uh, this has got a bunch of a bunch of greatest hits for me. Like loving it. Even like the uncommons. We got Crackling Doom. That was one of my favorite cards in Standard when that was back in Standard. Abs. You know, Abs and Charms in here. That's a cool card. River Hoopo. Loved that in uh, in, in Arrow Devastation. Devastation, or was it Kit Limited? Limited, I is guess it was Arrow? in both formats, right? <laughs> it was an Arrow Devastation, is the set, yeah. Yeah. No, I, uh, yeah, no, I, I, I love the set. I think it's great. I mean, talking of downshifts, I guess we need to address that boring. Hell yeah. Topic. Oh god, yeah, no, you're not, it... a, you're not a downshift enjoyer, are you? Oh, when it comes to Monastery Swift, we are oh, at common. I'm a downshift enjoyer. Hell yeah, that's, 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 that's big. Me. That is real big. I, uh, I. Mike Monastery Swift V is one of my favorite cards of all time. Love that thing. Uh, seeing getting to see people play that in Pauper is pretty cool. It might be the thing that drags me back to Pauper, so I'm happy about that. You got Experiment One. That's a yeah, now. that's interesting. Dark Dweller Oracle, all the way down from rare to common. Yeah, that's big. Uh, what else? I I really do not care about downshift discards. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Militia Bugler, that's the thing you can do now, that's a common. 
Yep, um, still won't be good enough. Might of Old Crocer, I think this is the first common reprint of Might of Old Crocer. Yeah, uh, it is, yeah. Lava Coil. Sweet, yeah. enjoy that. Um, but Lightning Bolt's still uncommon, obviously. <laughs> can't, can't give you too much. <laughs> Myth Realizes an uncommon? Interesting. Um, yeah, you can play some d- different cards in your pauper deck now. Congratulations. Yep. Some of them are very good. <laughs> Some of them are good. Is it Charm? That's cool. You can do that. Uh, 10th District Legionnaire. Maybe that's a thing. Who knows? Yeah. Flameblade Artist. That's a common now. <laughs> can, you, can you tell Seems them what it's fine. <laughs> Seems fine. Yeah, I, I just love... I love seeing Swift Spear at common. That's, that's Makes me excited. Definitely. Definitely. Yeah. I, I guess I guess before we move on to art as well, one more thing to to note, which I, I think is interesting, is that um, this is the first time we've seen we've seen some reprints in, in the set when it you know it comes to commander cards. But this is also the first time that we've seen reprints of uh, cards which were previously bio box only. Yes. So in the set we have two of them. We have at uh, impervious great worm, uh, which was from. Guilds of Ravnica, I believe. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, and then we also have from Dominaria the truly, truly incredible Firesong and Sunspeaker. That's the ones, yeah. The love, the love Boros that. commander. Great. <laughs> love that. Yeah. Uh, I, yeah. I, both those cards are bad. Uh, they didn't really need a reprint, but I do think it's interesting that that sets a precedent i think like those cards can be reprinted anywhere it's not like they ever said oh we're not going to reprint them but we just haven't seen them up until this point uh so i i think that if you're you know if you're sitting pretty on a pile of uh of nexus of fates maybe maybe get out just before they uh they do a reprint because they can and they will uh yeah that's actually relatively solid advice um, yeah, I think so. I, I mean, I, I'm quite surprised that it wasn't in this set, really. Once I saw the, the Fire Song and Sunspeaker, I was like, okay, maybe we'll see like the rest of them in here, but they decided not to include Nexus of Eight, probably because, <laughs> probably because of just the, the awfulness that way that would cause. Like, you just pack one, pick one, that in any, like, any limited environment, and yeah. there you go. <laughs> no, Nobody no. has fun. We can't have Nexus of Eight, we need to have Impervious Great Worm. Everyone's yeah. favorite of the ten mana sixteen sixteen. <laughs> Hell yeah! Uh, sweet. Should we move on to the uh, the the boardless versions of cards because that's oh yes please. That's what I'm most excited about here. Because the yeah. sets the sets yeah. not for me, but in terms of boardless cards, they've really picked some bangers that are applicable to constructed formats, which is very nice. Yeah, definitely. I mean, we touched on it sort of previously once. Uh, some of the cards had leaked i don't know if that's the exact term to use because it wasn't really a leak quite a few people had opened them in in collector boosters of commander legends <laughs> yeah. so yeah i don't know if that counts as a leak but we yeah, we'd previously mentioned a couple on here um that had gotten into the wild that way and yeah i think my thoughts sort of remain the same for the most part like it's super super cool to see these these interesting and loved cards get like this cool effect like similar to what we saw in like double masters one where it was like you know cards that were played like expedition map meddling mage and stuff like yeah people complained but it's cool to see 
It's cool to see that even like constructed players get some nice fancy versions of cards, not just commander players. Yeah. Um, I mean, like most of the the borderless cards are. No, maybe not most, but a higher percentage of the borderless cards are constructed playable. Um, than, yeah, definitely. Than the rest of the set. So we've got it's so. This is like half and half for me. In the half of them are incredible and some of the best art I've ever seen to grace Magic the Gathering cards. And half of them just make me so uncomfortable to look at. Like, like the <laughs> art direction was just bad. Like, there's this okay. weird sort of uncanny feeling that, right, I'm gonna just go through some ones and see if you can, like, get any kind of sense of a theme about what I'm talking about. Sure. But, uh, Mentor of the Meek, Seeker of the Way, Consecrated Sphinx, Force of Negation, uh, Mana Drain, uh, what else have we got? Uh, holy shit, I've only just seen Monetary Suspear for the first time, that's incredible. Yeah, it's that amazing, isn't it? unbelievable. Uh, yeah. Eternal Witness, Oracle of Moldiah, Burning Tree Emissary, kind of. Uh, Kasali Pride Mage is going to get its own shout out, don't worry about that. I just, I don't know, it's like, and, and pretty much all of the Bounce Lands, they just, I don't know what it is, but they feel really flat to me. Does that make sense? Like, there's no sense of perspective, and not in like a cool stylistic way like with the rich Kim ferguson art it's just like they yeah, I, they feel like there's not I much th- movement you know what i mean i think they they look I, I do kind of get what what you're saying i think that to me they they look like art that could just appear in secret layers um like when they do like a big secret layer super drop sometimes they'll just have like one which is just full like it's filled with like reasonable cards but they all have art sort of in this style it kind of reminds me of me of that in a way yeah it's i don't know it's just like kind of it's not like it's not like like kind of like super exciting and breathtaking to look at it's not particularly stylized in a way and it's not like i don't know like hyper photorealistic art or something like cool it's 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 you know it's good art for what it is but oh for sure I'm not it doesn't that. really it doesn't really give off that cool, special, premium feel. I think, for, for the most part, for a lot of them. I think that's. I, that's I, 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 I do think. Yeah, I do think I disagree when it comes to the lands. I, I think, for the most part, the lands are are fantastic. Um, I think. My, yeah, I think. I think they all they all quite nicely depict a scene from the places where they are. Yeah. No. I no. I think the depiction's fine. I just think it's something about the way the art is striking me. It's just like maybe there's like one colour is too prominent, like that's certainly the problem with I have with Eternal Witness, like yeah, it's just it's just everything is a different shade of green and that is really upsetting to look at um, Consecrated Sphinx, I don't and I love Mark Zuckzart, but I don't think there's enough like colour variation in that to me and it just reads very flat yeah, I, just I, I think find it the... interesting to look at you know? For me, I think like the Eternal Witness for me feels like it it could have come straight out of like Jen Mottel's Secret Lair. Uh, yeah, I guess. It's got that, you know, it's a bit of a slightly different style to her, but I feel like it's got that same vibe going on. But you compare that to like Unlimited of the Dusk Rose, which is just like so oversaturated with different colors and just tiny little bits of detail that kind of all wash into one, but are still very much distinct. 
So they were yeah, I mean, I, I feel like it's I feel like it's kind of unfair to compare Richard Kane Ferguson's heart to like most of American <laughs> to artists. To anyone, so, yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, you're right. <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> like I don't know, like sure, if, if you were talking like I don't know, like Mark Teeden or like Drew Tucker or someone maybe, like. <laughs> but yeah, but, yeah it, it it just feels like it's good. It's good fantasy art as opposed to like, oh, this is this is a, this is like. A masterpiece from another time, yeah. stuck on a modern magic card for sure. But let's go. Let's go through the bangers. Um, yeah, go for it. Let's let's go through the bangers. Uh, Liliano, the Last Hope is incredible. Just it like is, yeah. such a such a barren background, and then just like the hues of turquoise and purple, it looks absolutely incredible. Uh, I'm a big fan of the red and six art. I, know oh, I absolutely unpopular. love it. It's an unpopular opinion, apparently, but I'm a big fan. I absolutely love it. It's one of my favorite pieces of, of magic art potentially ever. Uh, I, I absolutely love it. it. Like it, like I said, I think when it was first revealed, we talked about it a little. So it reminded me of like the old Vertigo Swamp thing, like the art from that. Yeah, and yeah get those vibes. I I just love it. Absolutely yeah. love it. Uh, Kev Walker Emrakul. Incredible. Yep. Love it so much. Yeah, I. I so I think my favorite is probably still just the original Mark Hayden one. Um, oh, for sure, yeah. But anytime Kev Walker does does anything is is always always something special. I love the way he, like the way he uses like tones, like those like earthy yeah. tones in everything he does. Super super cool. Yeah, yeah I think big fan of that. Outside of like the uh, obviously stylized pieces like Rich Ken Ferguson, Rebecca Gay, stuff like that, I think Kev Walker is one of the easiest artists for me to pick out when I'm going through magic yeah oh definitely but it's like it it doesn't look heavily stylized but you can just tell it's Kev Walker Um, the Pete Venter Smothering Tide is insane Um, yes I don't think it should be allowed that a magic card looks as good I I really dislike that this has a text box so you can't see the face it's yeah it's just it's just so nice I love it so much Uh, Lord of Omens that's just cool. Yep, absolutely incredible. Huge fan. Absolutely incredible. Um, can we uh, we talk about my favorite, my favorite piece of art in the set? Go on. Oh, Flicker Wisp. Oh hell yeah! Flicker Wisp. That like, even looking at it now, I'm just like, oh holy shit, this card is so cool. Like for the longest time, I thought, oh Flicker Wisp. Oh, it's just, it's just a little moth boy. Oh, it's just a little free one. <laughs> it's just a little and guy. Just, oh, I can can just breathe and it'll just die and crumple up it's a three one and dies to everything and then seeing it depicted as this like biblical horror i'm like oh fuck this is incredible yeah it is absolutely incredible it is biblical art that's what it is it's some sort of horrible angel beast picking up an entire human (laughs) it's it's yeah flicker wisp it's huge actually and it's like (laughs) that's like yeah like seeing it depicted like that as well it's like okay so Typically, a flicker wisp comes down, and it bounces. You know, it it sends sends one of your own things to exile to protect it from something. Is that what's being depicted on the art? Because if so, that's actually horrific. Like, <laughs> and, and and what is it being saved from? Like, if if this is like, if the, if this is the good outcome, ah, uh, it just it yeah, it just leaves like opens up so much to the imagination. And I I just love I love everything about this piece of art. This is like easily top five pieces of magic art of all time for me i just in love of this it's, it's so incredible good. it's so good uh it just made yeah it was revealed and i was like okay that is 
like biblical biblical is the only word that came to mind it's like it's sure. super cool and all fronts reminds me of like like Gustave Adore's art from like Paradise yeah. Lost or like Dante's Inferno like yeah. yeah love it can't gush about this card enough it's incredible Thought Scour yeah love me that yeah. love me that Thought Scour the I yeah Drew Tucker is one of my favourite magic artists and we, we, you know, we rarely do get new Drucker, Drew Tucker artwork but when we do it just it hits every time wait I'm talking about the boardless one Oh, I'm talking about Glimpse and Thinkable. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah, <laughs> was, that's what I was staring at my screen. <laughs> I was going to get to that. This is uh, no, no. The uh, yeah, no new new thoughts guy is thoughts is nice. I I just yeah I I love the uh, just the lore of it. Just like like as an extension of thought of thought sees right, and it just works so well as a fairy card. It does. I think I prefer the regular art for Thought Scour, the regular mm-hmm. new art. Yeah, that's that's fair. I just think there's... Uh, I really like that a lot. I, I think it, it's it's a it's a cool piece. It's a fine piece. I I feel like the pun is just a little too on the nose for me. Yeah, I just like the kind of the law when fairies doing things to humans in their sleep. Well, I guess it's Eldraine ther- fairies now, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, technically. But I, I just, I, I like that it's an extension of Thoughtseize. Um, yeah. Big fan. And, you know, it works well with the... Uh, the Double Masters one, Borderless Thoughtseas as well. Hell yeah. I just, I just love it so much. Uh, Damnation, can't say enough about that. But yeah, Absolutely another one which absurd. is like, biblical. Yeah, it's incredible. Biblical, I think is the only term to describe this. It's, like, it's, it's horrific. <laughs> I love it so much. Yeah, yeah, it is absolutely horrific. It just, it just looks like, it looks like the end of the world is depicted in the biblical text. Like, yeah. Yeah, I love it. Truly amazing. Um, Oh, I, d- I don't know. I'm so close to saying, well, maybe this maybe this replaces the Kev Walker one that I've got in my my cube. But even that one's so iconic as well. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, you know, you can't take out a Kev Walker domination. That's uh, sacrilege. But yeah, this... not not one. I've got the got the Kev Walker Wrath of God in there as well. Yeah, exactly. But it's got a mirror. As a standalone bit of art, this domination is just incredible. Yeah, uh, got to talk about Chaos Warp. Yep. Oh my god. Uh, um, yeah, new folio art. I. Love this so much. First folio art in years, right? Yeah, like, yeah. Uh, I don't. Yeah, I don't remember when the last one was done because I I know there was one that was done and wasn't used for a lot for a while, and then they used it. I can't remember which card it was, but yeah, this is the first the first new piece of magic art that we've seen for a long time, and we know that there is going to be a secret lair coming up as well this year. Um, I'm, yeah, I'm super hyped for that. I will 100% be purchasing that secret lair. Big, big fan of just, just that style. Like, I don't, I don't even know how to describe it. It's just like, it's cartoonish, but it's also like it's fantasy. It's it's so like just stylistic. Like you look at something and you're like, yep, that's full glue. Yep. I mean, my uh, I love it. My humidity playmat is one of my prized possessions. Hell yeah. They are so good. I would also love this art on a playmat. Uh, yeah. The Monastery Sospear that I've seen for the first time today. Incredible. Love that. Big fan. He's amazing, isn't it? Um, I'm not a huge fan of the Assassin's Trophy, but haha, no Seb McKinnon out. Big fan. Yeah, 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 definitely. Oh, love that. Um, yeah, I saw I saw someone describe it as the face you make when you when you eat a really sour grape. <laughs> <laughs> That's incredibly accurate. That's a Spearia, right? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Spearia eating a sour grape. Uh... 
I mean, I'm not going to call any of that in specific, but all of the Richard Kane Ferguson arts are absolutely yeah because it's Richard Kane literally Ferguson. all of them. They like, are so good. I th- oh, just think incomparable, I th- truly incomparable. Think the Alenda's probably my favorite, but they're also good. I think Dragon Lord Dramoka's mine, yeah, but yeah, it's just amazing. they are all incredible. I really w- wish the Grimflare was a playable card because I want to play that art. Yeah, Mar- yeah. The Marchesa. They're all great. They're all incredibly good. Uh, the Eighth of Isle, just because it's got Dak Faden in it. Big fan. Yeah, too soon. Too <laughs> soon. <laughs> too soon. Uh, I mean, hopefully, hopefully, right. The you know the the quote unquote theory for uh, Brothers War is that there's going to be some time travel shenanigans and we'll go back in time. So maybe the War of the Spark doesn't happen and Dak Faden doesn't die and we get back in the future, maybe. Uh, sure. That's a boy can dream. <laughs> Greatest thief in the multiverse. Yeah. Um, and then I'm not a huge fan of the art, but I I do really like the pithing needle. Yeah, yeah, the pithing needle is nice. I like that it makes a reference to the uh, the secret layer one. Yeah, the tattoo ink, ink mark nexus. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. I yeah, so I like that it's calling attention to the fact that you can name lands with pithing needle. Yeah, and I guess we shout out the the cabinet souls and bit orchard as well because we already did the glimpse and think of all by accident. The uh, yeah, Drew Tucker art is just yeah. something else, it truly is. something else. I I love the way that man uses paint. Like, yeah, it's incredible. Yeah, the Forbidden orchard's just so good. Yeah, uh, and then finally the city of brass. Yeah, Mark Paul continuing to be incredibly talented at art turns out. Yeah, yeah. That yeah, the city of brass is, is so pretty. I love it so much. Uh, and I think everything's just cool. Everything is just super super cool. Yeah. Like, I that's that that's the thing that I was I was saying before about like value. Like, it's an expensive set. The buy-in cost is very expensive, but I think especially in this one with all of these art variants and bringing back these big iconic artists, you can see where the budget went for this set. You can see why it had to yep. be expen- so expensive. You know, you know, you you're getting your your money's worth. There's a lot of incredible art here, and I just love it so much. Yep. And finally, I would just like to say how much I hate the other border. Yeah, it's yeah. it's awful. I, I hate it. Fully so agree much. with you there. I don't know what it is. It's it's like this I, little the the F and M s- as well. I just hate them. Yeah. Yeah, I saw um, someone someone describe it as as dark mode. It's magic on dark mode, but it's yeah because no. the the text's in white and it's like. But it you could do magic in dark mode. But it would look cool. It doesn't have like the the fun texture on the border. Everything looks like too clean. They yeah. look like proxies, and they, yeah. they're just horrible. I hate them so much. Yeah, so, I think sorry to whoever they, they look they look like they've been created with like that like you know. MagicCardMaker.com. Yeah, they like, really do. Yeah, like that's what it looks like. It's that's the energy it's getting. Yeah. They're awful, um, and I hate them very much. I don't know, but hey, maybe maybe you'll open a Twin Flame in a booster pack and then get sad. Twin Flame, you've opened. Twin Flame isn't even the worst thing to open. <laughs> twin, twin Flame was like a, a six or seven pound card coming into this set. Oof, really? Yeah. Jeez. I mean, what else is worth money in? Uh, I should have should have sold my twin flames a while ago. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, what else is worth money in that set apart from Island the Great River and Mana Confluence? Thoughtsies. In Journey to Nix. Oh, oh, oh! It was Journey to Nix. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, scrap that then. Yeah. No, there was 
yeah, there was like nothing in that set apart from mana confluence and Nylander variable. So yeah, the value had to go somewhere. Uh, sets sets cool. Sets good. Um, if you complain even once about a chip ball grave opened, I'll punch you in the mouth. <laughs> yeah, I'm not, I'm not no, kidding. I, <laughs> I, yeah, I love the set. Uh, I'm, I mean, I'm gonna buy a box and crack it because I'm super excited to open up these, these ultimate art cards. Um, they reckon the the borderless uncommons. It's like one in three uncommons you open. Uh, so I think it's commons and uncommons. One in three of them is going to be this this borderless treatment. So that'll be Sick. really cool. Looking forward to that definitely. Uh, hopefully, I get to draft at least once as well because I I just wanna wanna play with these cards. I uh, just love it. Absolutely love it. Yeah, it's great. So I, yeah, I do think that one thing I want to talk about, which which I think we we refrained from talking about it a bit at the time because like leaks are leaks are leaks, right? It it's hard to it's hard to verify something or really talk about something until it, it's actually come out. But I think I, I wanted to call out some of the things that were were leaked a little while ago and just mm-hmm. sort of see you know, what came true and what didn't come true. So we had back in April there was a sort of a big post made about uh, Dawn Masters twenty twenty two and then a few other sets. So I'm I'm not going to talk about the other sets. I'll be talking about stuff that was leaked from Dawn Masters twenty twenty two. I guess called out about those that specifically. Um, and it's just it's interesting to see just how accurate it was on some fronts and then how it was slightly off on other things. So. There was a post that was saying that, um, so they said that that there would not be a reprint of Force Negation, but a borderless reprint is coming soon in a secret layer or other special product. Hmm. Obviously, that is not the case. We know that Force Negation is in the set, and there is a borderless version in the set. So I think it is quite interesting there that that was called out at that point that a borderless version did exist or does exist. Yeah. Uh, they also said at the time that because we didn't know Liliana would be it at the time but they said that um, you know, re- you know, everybody knows Renan 6 is going to be in the set, that's been revealed already uh, there will be three planeswalkers in the set, one of them is an infamous planeswalker that costs one black black and the other one is Nicol Bolas God Pharaoh wow okay so yeah <laughs> so we we knew at, the, at, that, you know, at that point it was leaked that there was going to be a Liliana in the set, which we yep. assumed it would be Last Hope, given that Liliana the Veil's been in a bunch of these already. And then just calling out Nicol Bolas God Pharaoh by name. Specifically. It's quite <laughs> interesting. Very specifically. And then, oh, look, Nicol Bolas God Pharaoh is in the set. Yeah, that's amazing. So that was quite interesting as well. Um, I mean, there are four planeswalkers, right? Yeah, there are four planeswalkers. Yeah, so they completely missed, missed on my nightmare from that. Which, which is I fine. Everyone was quite missed too, because who the fuck wants to own this card? Yeah. Uh, yeah, so they didn't say that. So they said that Smothering Tribe is getting a reprint, but would not be in this set. Uh, they said it'll be reprinted with with crazy art. Um, won't go any further into that. Uh, of what they've predicted, but I suspect it will. It will happen in the future. Uh, so they've said it wasn't in this set. It was going to be in Commander Legends two. Obviously, it was not in Commander Legends two. It was in yeah, this set. I feel like a lot of things got moved about. Is the impression? I yeah. Think. That's exactly the impression that I'm getting when I'm I'm reading these these leaks now. It's like directly under the smothering tithe bit, they said that Goblin, 
they said, our little commander superstar Goblin Pirate is also getting a reprint in Commander Legends 2. Wow. It's obviously being Dockside Extortionist. It was not in Commander Legends 2. It was here. Yeah, so I guess they were at some point. It was probably yeah. in that file and then got moved to this. Which and then, yeah, so they'd also said that uh, that the three Eldrazi Titans are getting a reprint with borderless treatments. So wow. they knew about that as well. So they were right on everything, just wrong about specifics, I guess? Yeah, yeah. Hmm. Yeah, which which definitely makes me feel like it's somebody who is either, I mean, whoever works with the Coast or or is in very close contact with somebody from Wizards of the Coast. Yeah. To be able to specifically call out you know, this and this that's going to be in this set. This has a borderless version of this that's coming, but it's not in this. It's, it's quite interesting to see like a lot of it was right. It might not have been a hundred percent right, but I, I think it seems to me that like things perhaps got moved around. Yeah, I mean and that, that was you know, they, may, they might have had access to this information quite a while ago when it was going through sort of set design. Yeah, like it was likely correct in April or whatever, right? Yeah. And then it got moved around at the last minute. Yeah, I guess even maybe like a little bit before before then, but they weren't aware of the changes or whatever. So Yeah. Yeah, I think it's quite interesting. Uh, and then there was a another leak a fortnight ago, um, which is incredibly specific. Uh, so a fortnight ago, so before these cards were revealed, uh, somebody had leaked that Concordant Crossroads will be in the set, along with City of Brass, Vile, Food Chain, Warrior's Oath, and Smothering Dive. That's unbelievably specific. And that yeah, that was <laughs> literally two weeks ago. Uh, somebody had, had, had leaked those, and then there we go. They are they were in the set. That's amazing. That's genuinely so impressive. it's it's obviously a lot closer to the time of the set release. You would assume the more likely they are to have accurate information like that, but it was just yeah. amazing that yeah, two weeks ago somebody said, "Oh, these mythics are going to be in the set at Mythic." Here they are, and then bam, they were like, yeah, leaks exist, and I I think it's it's when you see them i think it's good it's good to acknowledge them you know not necessarily go shouting about them in places that may get you in trouble if you're somebody who might be in a position where you would get in trouble but i think as a consumer uh if that information is out there pay attention to it definitely use use it to inform your choices perhaps because you know leaks aren't always 100% accurate we've seen from the example that we talked about here but generally, they, they do seem to get a lot of the information correct. Yeah, I mean, leaks suck for a multitude of reasons, but yeah, they're a useful tool in terms of being a consumer. Yeah, once they're out there, they're out there. Yeah, you shouldn't just ignore them. Yeah, I think so. I think so. Cool. So, on that note, do you have any more feelings about Double Masters 2022 before we, we call it a day? Don't buy the fucking booster packs. <laughs> you idiot. Unless you're going to draft with friends. Or you find with wasting money. That's also cool. Yeah. Do that. Live your yeah. life, you know. Yeah. I mean that's what I'll be doing. I'll be cracking a box because I I'm super excited. Super excited to, to open these cards and have some fun. Uh but I'm gonna you know, I'm lucky enough to be in a position where that that's fine for me and I know what I'm getting myself into and it won't yep. leave me too out of pocket. Yeah, exactly. So it's a yeah. sensible a sensible version of that purchase, I suppose. 
yeah, but I'm I'm very excited for this. Can't wait. I can't wait for the the price of, of force negation to come down specifically. I think I think if we're if I'm talking about things I'm most looking forward to about the set, it is it's that it's it's keeping the prices of, of some you know competitive cards nice and suppressed, and then it's it's really bringing them some like some of them down. Uh, but I think force negation is definitely going to go down. I don't think it's going to stay down. Uh, you know, probably won't stay down for very long. So I, th- I think if you were somebody who wanted those cards, who you know, who wants that card to to play in in modern or in legacy or whatever, pick it up when the set comes out because it, it's it's only going to go back up. I think. Yeah, it's probably going to be its cheapest about two weeks after the set releases, and yeah. then it will only get more expensive. I mean, you can buy them on release, and you'll still make money in terms of how much you'll save on buying them. Definitely. Um, Definitely. They'll go down from release, but then go back up to where they were before. Yep. Awesome. I think that's all we have time for this week. Come let us know your thoughts and feelings on Double Master 2022. You can get us on social media. On Twitter, we are at hfdcast, facebook.com slash hfdcast. Or if you've really enjoyed anything in this episode, like to give back in a monetary value, you can hit us up on Patreon or patreon.com slash devastation. Tears start from as little as $1 per month for roughly 20 25 cents per episode. This podcast is brought to you by manleague.com, where you can use promo code HOFD5 to get 5% of your whole order. If you want to follow my, my own personal social media, on Twitter, I am at peachgardenoaf. Facebook, I'm Joe Loudon. I'm in pretty much any of the magic groups. You'll see me around. I also stream magic every Friday night on Twitch, twitch.tv slash peachgardenoaf. Come hang out. It's a fun time. We've been jamming those vintage cubes. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Gene Sneeler. Nice. It's all a bit depressing, isn't it? It is. It's, yeah, it's... It is. It is. Uh, I've got very little to say about that, honestly. <laughs> Uh, yeah. The world's a fucked up place. Um, it's, uh, that's it. And it's just—it's not getting any—it's not getting any better. Um, yeah, just make sure you're looking after yourself. Is the advice that I, I would give. Uh, it's been depressing it's, it's, for how long that's been the advice. Yeah, it's difficult. It's a difficult time for everyone. I can't see it getting easier anytime soon. Make sure you and yours are good. Yep. Do what you can. Do what you can. Yep. And on that note, that's all we have time for this week. Once again, we're approaching the second hour. The God Pharaoh has returned. We'll see you again next week on Our Devastation.